0: Welcome to Bedtime Story Adventure 2019. One chapter a day, up until Christmas. Boys, are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. Chapter 8. Peregrine Falcon Can we really get onto the roof from here? Jenny asked. It looks like no one's been up here for years. I don't know, James said. I guess Uncle Perry must have moved out. The doors to the flats all led from the corridor in front of the lifts. They walked slowly down to a window at the far end, testing the doors as they went. They were all nailed shut. The window didn't open, and all they could see out of it was white mist. They rechecked the doors on the way back to the lifts. There was nothing else on the floor at all. Here's the stairwell, Jenny said, pushing open a service door just past the lifts. Maybe we can go up higher, or get out from here. The door to the stairs was marked by an unlit green fire exit sign. On the other side were two steps down and three steps up, leading to a bare concrete stairwell. And the stairs only went down, all the way to the ground floor. What are we missing? James said, looking down twenty-four floors of winding stairs. There must be a way up onto the roof. Perhaps you can get out through one of the flats, Jenny said, if they weren't all boarded up. I guess we could come back with a hammer and pull some nails out, James said, but we can't do anything now. Back at the lifts, Jenny hit the call button and they waited. We might be waiting here a while, she said, the lift's slow mechanisms grinding into action. We could take the stairs, less likely to meet someone. Hang on, James said. Which lift did we come up in? Jenny looked at the two lift doors and thought. Must have been this one, she said, pointing to the one nearest the stairwell. Otherwise we'd have noticed the door to the stairs when we came out. That's what I thought, he said. I'd like to take a look at the other one. You think it might have access to more floors? Yes, he nodded. There's a building near the maker workshop that's like that. Only one lift goes to the basement. This could be the same. "'How can we make sure that we get the other lift?' Jenny said. Then she spotted something. "'There's an up button. "'Why would there be an up button if we were already at the top floor?' She pushed the up button. The second lift's doors opened slowly, and the children stepped inside. "'It's the same as the first lift,' James said. "'Hold the door so no one else can call it,' Jenny said. "'I don't want to be searching with that old lady around.' James stuck a foot against one of the doors, while Jenny looked carefully at the lift's controls. Everything looked identical to the first lift. Same set of 24-floor buttons, same emergency button, same toggle switch for holding the lift, and a little grille to speak into if the lift got stuck. I can't see any way to choose a higher floor, Jenny said. In the pavilion basement, how did you use the silver nib on the dumbwaiter? There was a blank label, James said leaning in with his foot still against the door. What's that one? He pointed at a nameplate above the buttons. It's just the manufacturer, Jenny said. It's high-velocity elevators. Didn't the crow say we needed a high-velocity raptor? What about the border? The blank label in the pavilion had a pattern on the border, like scales. There's no scales here, Jenny said, peering closer. Wait, there is a kind of pattern on the screw. The nameplate was plastic and screwed into place with two screws and no frame or border. Around each screw were little brass rings, and there was a pattern etched into one of them. But when Jenny leaned closer to it, her head blocked the already dim light and made it hard to see. Have you got your torch? James fished his keyring out of his coat pocket and handed it to Jenny. She twisted the end of the torch and illuminated the little brass ring. I don't think it scales, she said. It looks more like a herringbone pattern. Oh, it could be feathers. Try the nib, James said, handing it to her. She touched the silver nib against the screw. Nothing. Then she tried it against the nameplate itself. Still nothing. Why is it only on one screw, she thought out loud. Perhaps the other screw is fake, James said. Maybe the plate can twist. It did not look like it would move at all. It was tight against the sheet metal side of the lift. Jenny used her nails to try and pull it down. It was stuck fast. Then she used the edge of James's torch and pushed it up from the bottom. After a little metallic click, it pivoted easily to reveal another floor button. It wasn't a number. It was just the letter P. Oh, Jenny said, slightly disappointed. Do you think it's just the car park? No, James said, stepping into the lift and pushing the button. "'I think it's Uncle Perry's Falcons.' "'The doors shuddered closed behind him. "'Are we moving at all?' Jenny said after a few seconds. "'I don't know. I can't feel it.' "'James looked closely at the button, "'but I couldn't really feel it when we came up in the first lift.' "'The lift made no sound, "'and wasn't rocking from side to side and groaning like it had done on the way up. "'It was just still and quiet.' Jenny felt a cold breeze on her cheek, and then the dim light got a bit brighter. James was still fiddling with the nameplate and the button. I guess it wasn't moving, he said, pushing the button again in frustration. Jenny squeezed his arm. I think it worked. The two children turned round slowly to find the back of the lift was actually another door. A door that was silently parting to reveal an impenetrable mist beyond it, When the doors were fully open, the lift was filled with a quiet, pale light. It was an eerie feeling, not being able to see anything but wisps of white drifting slowly across the open doorway. Jenny leaned out to try and get a better view. You think this is where the peregrine falcons are, she asked, not wanting to lean too far out into nothingness. Let's see, James said, sliding his feet right up to the edge of the lift floor. There must be a hallway or roof or some kind of platform out there. He tentatively dipped a toe over the edge and probed left and right. Then he moved to the other side of the new door and tried the same thing. I can't feel anything. Perhaps there's a bit of a step down. Or perhaps there's a sheer drop, Jenny said. I don't think I like this at all. I'm sure there's a step, James said confidently. But he didn't move. Not only could Jenny not see anything, but she couldn't hear anything. No wind, no cars or traffic, nothing. The mist must have been sucking up any noise from the town below and absorbing it completely. That was, even if there was a town below them. A thin strand of white meandered into the lift, gently brushing Jenny's cheek with an icy breath before dispersing. She shivered. At the same time the mist cleared a little parting slightly on the back of a languid eddy, enough to make out a metal railing a few metres away. "'I can jump to that,' James said, taking a step back from the edge, crouching slightly in anticipation of action. "'If there's a railing, there must be a walkway, or the edge of the roof.' But there was something about the silence and the touch of the cold mist that made Jenny uncertain of anything at all. She kept her grip on James's arm and felt him relax. Then the silence was broken by a soft beat, a whooshing of wings accompanied by swirls of motion in the mist. What had appeared as a railing dissipated into a haze of grey. Jenny looked down, and for a moment she was sure that she could see the ground, but it wasn't the view from the top of a building, more like that from an aeroplane high above a mountain range. A bird appeared. "'creating whirls in the mist with its wing-beats "'and landing on something that seemed to be "'about where the railing had appeared. "'It was only an outline in the mist at first, and "'then it was clear. "'A small bird, bigger than a pigeon, but not much. "'It had fine yellow talons and the curved beak of a predator. "'You too,' it said, a touch of recognition in its voice. "'It seems that you are more intrusive than any bird could have imagined.' Sorry, Jenny said. We thought that you might be able to help us, or help Brighton. Help you with what? We're not just tools for you to use. We've heard of a royal plot, James said, and we've had a problem with a raven called Merlina. There was another set of wingbeats. Jenny waited for the other bird to land, expecting a second peregrine. It was much bigger and darker than the first. In fact, it was no falcon at all, the shape of the raven appeared, landing next to the smaller falcon. Ah! the bird called Merlina said. "'I was hoping we might get the chance to talk.' Jenny took a half-step back into the lift. "'I'm guessing you came up here to speak to Obi about me.' The raven had an aristocratic-sounding voice. "'But I thought I would use this opportunity to warn you to abandon your plot against the prince. "'Our plot against the prince,' James said hotly. "'We're not the ones following people and breaking into their houses.' "'Not just any people,' Merlina said calmly, "'but sneaks and thieves and plotters like yourselves.' "'But we're not a threat against the royals,' James said. "'We were looking for one, and we found you.' "'Explain what you were doing sneaking around the dome.' "'I was just trying to find the lighting system,' James said adamantly. "'The lighting console is on the balcony, not under the stage.' James was about to object again, but Jenny interjected. "'Hang on,' she said. "'If you're not plotting against the Prince, then what are you doing?' "'Protecting him,' Merlina said. "'From evildoers and fools.' Which are you? I saw you talking to a rat, Jenny said. The rats are seldom doing nice things for humans. In fact, the rats are quite likely to be harmful to the prince. It's my job to investigate all possible threats. If that means dealing with rats and pigeons, then so be it. It turns out that the rats of Brighton are in no state to attack anyone. Jenny looked at James. But you are the bad one, James said, not us. You broke into my house, or that hooded man did anyway. It's my job to follow, and yes, to use any method possible to determine the level of threat against the royals. Then the bird shrugged. The master did no damage to your home. You humans, the peregrine falcon said, can never see things as they actually are. Always adding your own meanings. Well said. The raven stretched a wing, then folded it back. "'Someone wants to steal hidden treasures,' James said. "'I know that much.' "'And how, exactly, can you be so sure of that?' "'All the children had been working with was Elf's letter. "'And then there were the actions of the raven, "'who they now knew wasn't a plotter. "'Apart from that, they didn't really know anything was going on. "'We were informed,' Jenny said, "'of a royal plot.' "'There's always plots,' the bird said dismissively.' "'and it's my job to weed them out.' "'If you're so good at your job,' James said, "'then tell me what you found out about us. "'Are we evil doers? Merlina looked at the boy long and hard, and then spoke. "'I have talked to many animals about you two. "'Some of them hate you, "'though those are the sorts of creatures that would hate just for fun. "'But most agree that you are good humans, "'humans that care.' and that have risked their lives for good causes in the past. "'All we've been trying to do is find out what's going on,' Jenny said. "'In the past we worked together to help stop bad things from happening. "'Right now we believe that something bad is going to happen during the royal visit. "'But we don't know what it is. I think we're on the same side as you.' "'I too believe that something bad is going to happen,' Merlina agreed. "'But then, that is my job.' "'I have enough to investigate from the marina to the port already, "'and I don't want to waste my time any more with you two. "'Please stop interfering at the dome. "'I can take care of the prince. "'I'll return your keys in a short while. Goodbye. "'And with that, the great bird took off, "'leaving swirls of mist in its wake. "'The peregrine falcon stayed where it was. "'Well, she's a serious type,' the falcon said. "'But she means well. We've worked together in the past. "'I hope she's right,' Jenny said, and that she can protect the prince.' "'I'm sure she believes it,' the bird nodded while it spoke. "'I too have watched you children from a great height "'where even your actions are tiny and inconsequential. "'And I believe that you children could be more help to her than she thinks. "'If you need any assistance, simply put that feather in your hat.' If you are within five miles of this building, I will come. Otherwise, please put the feather away safely until you need it. But how will you see it from up here? Jenny said. My eyesight is the best in the world, the falcon replied, and that feather is very distinctive. Keep it safe. The children thanked the bird, and the sky doors closed. James put the feather away in the wooden box, and Jenny pushed the button for the ground floor. On the bus ride home, Jenny and James agreed that they couldn't do much more about the royal plot. The raven Merlina was confident it had everything under control and that the children should mind their own business, and they didn't have anything else to go on. James said he'd take a closer look at the feather before his parents got back from Germany and assured Jenny that he would get the lighting sequence for the dance completed. Those lights were amazing, he said. That motion tracking's awesome. That's where I recognised her, Jenny exclaimed. Who? The girl in the pavilion. She was the same girl that crept back onto the stage at the dome. I knew I'd seen her before. There's definitely something about her that isn't right. I don't know how you can be so sure, James said. We hardly even know her. She might be all right. She isn't, Jenny was adamant. I think she might be part of this plot. No way, said James. She can't be. She's much too... To what? Jenny said. Posh? Pretty, James said quietly. They rode the rest of the journey in silence. Jenny felt sure that the neat girl was up to something. It was too much of a coincidence that she had been at the dome and the pavilion when they were. And she was much too neat.